In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just got fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love real The point is, people who work with this stuff, they understand how important this is. I'm not telling you you need a Twitter account. I'm not telling you you have to jump in the ocean to study whether the ocean levels are rising. I'm just telling you this thing matters a ton. The world's richest person who is very good at accumulating wealth and power thinks this is worth spending tens of billions of dollars on because, frankly, he thinks it's that valuable and he thinks it may help him. Trump, by the way, today is claiming he won't even return to Twitter if the ban were lifted, but few take what Donald Trump says seriously on that score. So what is happening here? This is far bigger than Trump or Elon Musk. They are symptoms of the world we're living in, where technology has outpaced any of our ability to deal with it. That's true whether you're a parent trying to figure out what you can and can't let your kids do at various ages. It's true if you are a democracy like the United States that used to regulate media ownership and say Rupert Murdoch can't have too many local TV stations and newspapers in one town. They have laws for that that are still in the books, but the Congress hasn't gotten around to limiting whether someone can own all of Twitter. And as we discussed in one of our special reports just last week, if you own all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you, you don't have to explain yourself. You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates, all of its nominees, or you could just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else, and the rest of us might not even find out about it till after the election. Well, what do you know? Elon Musk says this is all to help people because he is just a free speech, philosophically clear, open-minded helper, a world helper, if you will. Is that true? Should you take him at his word? Should you care about this, whether you have a Twitter account or not? This is important stuff, and we're going to bring in two experts on it, Obama campaign. (laughs) Two experts, Obama. Just those two words back-to-back, expert and Obama, is enough to make me go, okay, that guy's lying. But, hey, how's it feel? How does it feel knowing that everything that you have been doing to a certain section of America, which happens to be the majority— is now you're now in fear of that happening to you and you're and you're thinking that you're at risk from that happening to you imagine that folks imagine that and just the fact that the left is melting down like they are lets you know that elon musk buying twitter 
was a very good thing. What's the matter, MSDNC? What happened? Did you just admit that Twitter has the power to do what you said was never being done to us conservatives? Ain't that something? My, my, how the tables have turned. But that's God at work, ladies and gentlemen, and that's who we have to thank for what we just witnessed. And it does put a smile on my face. Folks, you're locked and loaded right here on Live from America. I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from the granite, live-free-or-die state of New Hampshire. And it is a blessing, and it is a pleasure to do this job for each and every one of you, whether you've been here since the beginning, whether you came in late, or whether you are new to the show, welcome, God bless you, and I'm just very, very, very happy to see the tides finally shifting and turning. Now, I'd like to say a very special thank you to three individuals, if I could. Jim and Barbara Peters. Met them in Virginia. Saw them again the next time I was in Virginia. Great people. Great supporters. Dedicated, loyal supporters of the show. And I want to thank them because they actually commissioned another great man, Timothy Danner, to create a Second Amendment wooden plaque for me that I have right out of the studio right now up on my wall of fame, which is everything that you guys have ever sent me. Now, he sent me that a year ago, last year at some point. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Jim and Barbara Peters have commissioned him to make something else for me. This, to me, far more special than even the Second Amendment one that he sent. Not to say that wasn't appreciated, but it was. This is different, folks. Let me get it. Now, I know we used to do a lot of show and tell here on Live from America, but is not this the greatest thing that you have ever seen? This is a wooden carving of the full armor of God. It's got the sword of spirit, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth, the shield of faith, and the shoes of peace. And it's got the Ephesians um, verse at the bottom. Hand carved, the complete armor of God. And this was sent to me by Mr. Danner, Jim and Barbara Peters. And I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you very much. We're actually going to talk to uh, Mr. Danner about this because he said that uh, he wants to partner with me and get them on my website for sale for all of you because he knows how important the armor of God is. So we're going to talk to Timothy after uh, the show at some point today. I've got his number. We're going to give him a call. And folks, I don't know about you, but if you want one of those, let us know. And we'll make sure that we get him up on the website. I have not even talked to Timothy about this. I have not had a chance to personally thank him. But those things are special, and I think every household needs one. Amen? All right. Let's go to the Lord right now. Let's go to the verse of the day. I want to give a big shout-out to everybody watching on Roku, Fire Stick, Getter, and Rumble. You guys are wonderful people. And, of course, the LFA producer page. I forget about that because I don't have Facebook. But, yes, if you are not following the LFA producer page, look him up. Follow his page. Everything live from America is also on that page. And I guess you can't cancel live from America, even from Facebook. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, the newsletter, the the verse of the day today was titled, Get Up. Get Up. Don't Quit Now. Now, this is how I started today out. I said, good morning. I know that sometimes on Live from America, I say something that I feel very passionate about, and it offends some people based on their perspectives of that issue. I want you to know that I am fully aware of my tongue and what I say. I am also fully aware that I risk offending people, and I think that's okay. It shouldn't be a prerequisite to you never watching the show again or us having some tough dialogue. That is what makes us grow as Americans, as Christians, as people. Let's keep it edgy, but honest. It's the only way to save America. If you agree, type amen in the comment sections right now. Verse of the day comes from Proverbs 24, 16, and 17. Very, very powerful verses. Again, Proverbs 24, 16, and 17. The godly may trip seven times, 
but they will get up again. But one disaster is enough to overthrow the wicked. Get, understand that. It says the godly may trip sev- seven times. And they will get up again, but one disaster is enough to overthrow the wicked. Don't rejoice when your enemies fall. Don't be happy when they stumble, for the Lord will be displeased with you and will turn his anger away from them. Two very important things to take away from these verses. Let's break them down. The first is that every person is going to fall even more than seven times throughout life. It happens. It happens to all of us. It happens to the best of us. But we have to get back up and we have to move on. During even the worst times, we have to get back up and we have to move on. Do you guys all remember November 4th of 2020? I do. I remember it very well. Do you guys remember what you felt like on the evening of November 4th? Now, had you given up, had you not got up with the help of God, who knows where we would be today, but you did. But you did. God strengthens us every time we rise up again and back on his, and get back on his path. If you are facing really hard times or you have failed in some way currently, get up and dust yourself off. Ask for the full armor of God and keep moving forward. The righteous are blessed when they do this. The wicked can't get up at all. Satan has a hold of them through depression, anxiety, and fear. Enough of that today. Satan only has enough power if you give it to him, and he only has any power that you willingly give him. Give him nothing, but give everything to God. The second important takeaway from these verses is that we are not to rejoice when CNN plus Disney, Biden, or Twitter fall and fail. We can feel joy that God has defeated our enemies, but to rejoice and celebrate is wrong, says the Lord. Now, I am guilty of this. It is one of the things that I continually am guilty of, and that is rejoicing when our enemies fall. But God says we're not to do that. We can smile. We can be happy that God has delivered us from our adversity, but to rejoice and celebrate, the Lord says, is wrong. That's hard. That's real hard, especially when you're fighting 24-7. But let's work on this together. Seriously, let's work on this together. Instead of kicking them when they're down, like the Democrats said that they would do to us, let's feel joy over the defeat of evil. But let's also, in the same situation, lend a hand to bring them anew out of their ashes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please remove your hats and let's go to the Lord in prayer together. Let's think of everything that we are going through. Let's think of the adversities we're going through. Let's think of the enemies that we are defeating with the help of God. But let's also remember that if we become boastful or if we become arrogant over the winds that God has given us, then really what world or what stage are we setting? We're basically setting the same stage that we just defeated. Probably not the greatest idea. So let's work on other ways to be happy about what God does for us. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. It's hard, isn't it? It is hard, but you know what? Nobody ever said living the Christian life would be easy. Even Jesus Christ himself said that it would not be easy. I just noticed that we've got a ton of rumble rants this morning, and I want to thank every single one of you. I don't, I'm not going to go through individually right now, but I do see every one of you. There's $2, $2, $25, $10, $100. 
And with, with the situation that we find ourselves in in this Biden economy right now and donorship being so low, it's very, very, every dollar is appreciated, and I thank you all very much. We've had to get creative in, uh, here in Life from America to make an income, but because of you guys, we're doing that. And it's only because of this staunch, loyal, dedicated family that we have. It's not coming from Real America's Voice News audience. Those people don't care. They're not in this fight as much as we are. They're just seeing us fight. Hopefully, we can grow the audience someday, but not for money. For the awareness of God, truth, and how we change the world. Everything else God will supply, and I'm not afraid of that. And I'm not worried about it at all. All right, let's get into the first and foremost section of the day. Please lift your cups up. Lift them high to the sky, baby. And let's thank God that we even have anything in this cup to drink. Some people have nothing. Here we go. Boom. First and foremost section of the day, we're rhino hunting. Does everybody have their rhino hunting passes? Do you have your licenses? Are you locked and loaded? Because I know I am, and we need to rhino hunt now more than ever. We need to kick it into high gear. You think we've been fighting hard since November 3rd? It's not even begun. We were just coasting along, doing anything that we could to finally get involved and get engaged. And now that we are, folks, it's time to go on the offensive. And that is what we've been doing as of late. Amen? How many of you feel... Then the last few weeks, regardless of the bad that you hear, I want to know how many of you actually feel in the bottom of your heart that we are on the defensive lately. Let us know in the comment section. There'll be nobody arguing with anybody. If you feel we're on the defensive, say defensive. If you feel we've been on the offensive, say we've been on the offensive. Because it is very important to know that we're all on the same page. And if there's a lot, if it's half and half, then we've got some work to do. However, we're going to go rhino hunting and we're going to go find that rhino or that swamp rat. Sometimes I like to call him that Mitch McChina, because what has been exposed about this guy lately just further, further cements my dislike and disdain for this failed leadership at our upper echelon in the Republican Party. And that is Mitch McChina. It has now come out that he said, and I quote, that he felt exhilarated. He was exhilarated. There's only a few people in the world that actually use that word. I've never used the word in my entire life. Sounds to me like it's more of a privileged uh, way of speaking. I'm exhilarated. I don't talk like that. Apparently, rhinos who feel like they're on on a pedestal above you and I and everybody else, they use words like that, terms like that. I feel exhilarated. He said that on January 6th. He said that Because President Trump had, quote, finally tarnished his reputation. Finally tarnished his reputation. The one one question that all politicians running for U.S. Senate should be asked is whether they stand with President Trump or Mitch McConnell. Now, we have a form of doing this when we vet people here on my show. We say, do you believe that uh, President Biden is a legitimate president? If they say yes, there's no need talking to them. If they say no, then we can move forward. This is somewhere along the lines of that same kind of questioning. Mitch McChina has shown his true colors time and time again. And you know what, folks? They're not pretty colors. According to a new book called This Will Not Pass by Jonathan Martin, back on January 6th, Mitch McConnell wasn't concerned about the well-being of Trump supporters. He wasn't concerned about the well-being of the Capitol Police. He wasn't concerned about the well-being of President Trump or his family. He wasn't concerned about future January 6th political prisoners. He was not concerned about the harm to anyone. No, Mitch McConnell was not questioning who was behind the riots at the Capitol. He was apparently sure or was sharing that he was sure that it was President Trump behind the riots. Now, how could he have known that on, how could he have known that? How could he have said that when he wasn't in lockstep with the Democrats yet? Unless there was a plan that everybody knew about. Anyway, long story short, Mitch McConnell did not question why Pelosi prevented the military from being stationed at the Capitol after President uh, Trump requested that they be sent there days before that January 6th speech, McConnell wasn't concerned about the four dead Trump supporters, Ashley Babbitt and the others. McConnell to this day is not concerned about the men locked up in the D.C. Gulag, in the D.C. Gitmo, for over a year now, being deprived of the most basic humanitarian rights. No, no, wasn't concerned about all that. And he also was not concerned about the real insurrection that happened on November 3rd of 2020. 
No, 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 no. He was concerned and uh, only with President Trump tarnishing his reputation. In the hours after, supporters of Trump laid siege to the United States Capitol on January 6th. House Republican leader Mitch McChina reportedly said he was exhilarated that the then president had finally tarnished his reputation. Quote, I feel exhilarated by the fact that this fellow finally totally discredited him himself. McConnell told Jonathan Martin, this will not pass. This will not pass. Excerpts from the book were obtained and reported by the Washington Post on Monday and by the New York Times. He put a gun to his head and pulled the trigger, the Kentucky Republican reportedly told Martin at the U.S. Capitol in the early hours of January 7th. And also said this, quote, it couldn't have happened at a better time when you put that together with the most recent recordings that you heard with Kevin McCarthy, the coward, the cowardly lion himself, conspiring with yellow Teletubby Liz Cheney to remove President Trump. It kind of makes you think that everybody was in on it, not just the Democrats. Amen. He also asked the political correspondent for intelligence on whether the cabinet and vice president might considering might consider removing President Trump from office using provisions of the 25th Amendment, according to the book, step lock in step with what we heard Kevin the coward McCarthy saying to Liz Cheney. McConnell, excuse me, then reportedly told Martin that he spoke with Democrat leaders and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, and then Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer about releasing a joint statement, uniparty alert, telling Trump not to attend Biden's presidential inauguration, as if he wanted to go anyway, you morons. McConnell and the deep state and corrupt politicians and actors in the government were all in on it, ladies and gentlemen. Mitch McChina was working with Pelosi and Schumer and not the president of the United States nor the people of the United States that gave President Trump the largest number of legitimate votes in U.S. history for a sitting president or otherwise. By the way, beating Barack Hussein Slobama. McChina had no problems with the 2020 election being stolen. No, not at all, because now we're back to business as usual. And on J6, McConnell had one goal, and that was to end the political career of President Donald Trump and punish Trump forever if he could. Mitch McChina and his loser cronies on both sides of the aisle didn't like that someone was coming to D.C. to clean up that swamp. They like that swamp murky and muddy just the way it is. And anybody, I repeat this because I told you that I am aware fully of the, the words that come out of my mouth, and I'm going to say it, and I'm going to say it loud and proud. Anyone who supports Mitch McConnell or Kevin McCarthy and or the corrupt Democrats should not only be removed from office if they are elected, but if they are unelected, should be publicly shamed for siding with the devil. And that is our first and foremost section of the day. Mitch McChina is a loser. He is the top rhino and he needs to leave along with Kevin McCoward. Now, another rhino, we're going to keep our hunting passes. Don't just put them away yet. Make sure you're ready to go. Make sure you still got another round in the chamber because we've got one more rhino to take down. Now, we've already shot him a few times, and he's limping. But now we need to follow and make sure we follow the trail of blood and put him out of his fat little misery. And that is little Carl the Troll Rove, ladies and gentlemen. Remember when I told you that he and the other GOP establishment just a few weeks ago We're in this elaborate scheme with the ex-wife of Eric Greitens in order to put out a full hit piece and a hit campaign on Eric Greitens in order to hurt his career, hurt his uh, chances to win his elected position that he is uh, campaigning for, all because he's a Trump Republican, all because he's a MAGA candidate, all because he wants to put America first, ladies and gentlemen, and no other reason. That fat little loser with that whiteboard, he's going to have to get to writing real quick and explain to the American people exactly who he is or what he did because we all know we know we followed the stink of your little fat troll blood through the woods we found you laying there breathing heavy and now we're going to put you out of your little troll misery misery because little carl rove ladies and gentlemen the, the master troll apparently he is now desperately fighting fighting subpoenas 
that are about ready to be, <laughs> to be, uh, to be issued to him over this Eric Greitens case. And I love watching these little piggies squirm. I do love watching these little piggies squirm. Let's talk about it. Carl Rove and Sheena Greitens, the Jesse Smollett of political accusations. Multiple sources confirmed to that uh, confirm to that Sheena Greitens lied, and she is now facing possible felony perjury charges. Ah, folks, the cockroaches are scattering because the lights are turning on, and I feel we are 100% on the offensive. There is no more defense. There is no more. We cannot think like that. We can only think attack, 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 attack. She is now facing felony perjury charges and several charges for filing a false report of abuse. Establishment GOP operative Carl the Troll Rove is desperately fighting a court subpoena. New evidence filed in Boone County, Missouri on Friday, April 8th proves that Sheena Greitens worked with Carl the Troll Rove and other politically connected operatives to make up false allegations about MAGA U.S. Senate candidate Eric Greitens. Extensive uh, photographic evidence, as well as notes and records from doctors, dentists, and therapists, and a mediator, all show that Sheena Greitens committed perjury and submitted a false report of abuse. Carl Rove and Sheena are now both fighting subpoenas for their cell phone records. (laughs) Why? How come? How's it feel? How's it feel to get your cell phone records subpoenaed there, little Carl the Troll Rove? How are you going to text if you don't have your phone anymore? What if they take it? Are you going to whiteboard messages to the rest of the GOP hacks? Huh? You going to whiteboard those messages, you little loser? I can't stand this guy. Never have, never will. Eric Greitens, former Navy SEAL and former governor of the great state, show me state of Missouri, was the first U.S. candidate in the country to come out against Mitch McConnell, a strong leader in the polls. He is supported by many of President Trump's closest allies. Donald Trump Jr. went shooting with Greitens in Missouri just days ago. Now, I want to talk about that, folks. Uh, Lisa Naquin, I'll touch on that in a little bit, okay? Um, I, want to t- I want to talk about this event that they had the other day where they went shooting. I could have gone to that. I could have gone to that with them. I've, I've become very close with a lot of these people that work in these campaigns and that work these public, uh, these national campaigns and these state campaigns. I've become friends with a lot of people in the last year and a half. I always said it's not about how much money you have. It's about who you know. And I still believe that to this day. Many of you know, especially when you met me in the Show Me State of Missouri, that I spent time with Eric Greitens while I was out there. I not only spent time with Eric, I spent time with people who are around him 24-7. I shook his hand. I looked him in the eye. We had conversation. Toxic masculine conversation. And I got to tell you, if first impressions are anything, Eric Greitens is a boss, meaning that he will fight for you and he will work for you, especially, especially now that he's been endorsed by President Trump. Now, let's move on with this. Carl Rove, after first denying to Breitbart News, if you remember, uh, later admitted to investigative journalist John Solomon that he worked with Sheena on her allegations. Rove worked closely enough with Sheena Greitens that he was calling people to talk about the substance and timing of Sheena's false allegations. For her part, Sheena Greitens at first denied working with Rove or any other political operative. She has since changed her story in an affidavit filed at the end of March, now says only that Rove did not draft her false affidavit. She now admits that she started working with others on her false affidavit by at least March 16th, five days before the liberal media ran with the story. Well, how convenient is that? Sheena's allegations were initially suspect not only because they were crafted in D.C., but because Eric Greitens has shared joint physical and legal custody for two years. And the supposed allegations were from years ago, all before Sheena agreed on the parenting plan, which has the boys spend a majority of the time with their dad, where they rightfully should be because this woman is crazy. She's bat crap crazy, folks. And this all proves it. Long story short, we're rhino hunting and they're fighting subpoenas. And one by one, we are going to rid the world of these scumbag dirtbags in both the Democrat and the Republican Party. Because politically, they are the worst people you could have around you, with you, or supporting you. Carl Rove, you have just been put out of your fat little troll misery. And I can say that because I'm fat too. See what I'm saying? It works both ways. Now we're going to move on to some other um, uniparty 
strategies, and that is just like this one to get rid of MAGA Trump supporters. Now, this story that I'm about to read you actually focuses heavily on Democrat dark money. But my question to you is, where do you think a lot of this Democrat dark money is coming from? Do you think it's only coming from other communists and globalists? Or do you think that it might be coming from the GOP establishment as well? I think, it's, I think they work hand in hand. Anyway, Wisconsin Democrats are using dark money front groups to attack Republican Senator Ron Johnson. And we all know why, because Ron Johnson is another fighter. He's another tip of the spear kind of guy who's fighting for you. Democrats have been going after Republican Senator Ron Johnson for months. And now there is a new development in that story. Despite constantly claiming that they want dark money out of politics, Democrats in Wisconsin are using a dark money front group to attack Johnson. The Washington Free Beacon reported that Wisconsin Dems rely on front group to attack Republican incumbent while decrying dark money. A coalition of Wisconsin residents that has been running TV ads, attack ads against Senator Ron Johnson is a front for a massive dark money group based in where else? The swamp of swamps, Washington, D.C., according to corporate registration records. This isn't hearsay, folks. This is facts. Now, I know a lot of the Democrats and a lot of the uniparty rhinos who watch this show are afraid of the facts, but maybe if you just sit around and listen long enough, it might wake you up and bring you out of that stupid, stupid position that you put yourself in over these last few decades. Opportunity Wisconsin said that it pumped at least $4 million into negative Johnson ads, including one on Friday blasting him for benefiting from a tax cut he helped pass making it the most prevalent anti-Johnson group on the state's airwaves. On their website, Opportunity Wisconsin bills itself as a coalition of Wisconsin residents fighting for uh, economy that works for all Wisconsinites, just not the wealthy few, and touts a steering committee composed of state-level progressive activists. You notice that these progressive Democrat left-wing communist morons, they always have these beautiful names for their, for their little groups, right? Uh, the group of self-awareness and, 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 and liberating the poor and blah, blah, blah. But do you ever notice that the people that they claim to be working for never end up with the money? They never end up with the donations. They never end up with the help. They never end up with the support. For crying out loud, look at the black community. Do you think that they at any way, shape, or form have benefited from Black Lives Matter and the millions and millions and millions of dollars that they have raked in? Do you think that any of that money has gone to help the black community? No. And you know how I know? Because the black community tells us that. Not only in business, but in private life too, individually. There's not a single black person out there who pays attention to politics and not just does what, the, what, what a party tells them to do. There's not a single black person out there that says Obama did something for me when he became president. There's not a single black person out there who pays attention to politics and understands what's going on that would tell you that BLM has benefited them, or their family, or anybody they know in any way, shape, or form. Somebody said, what is dark money? Dark money is money coming in that is not accounted for. Money coming in from, uh, there, there's very strict campaign laws, and there's very strict laws when it comes to running ads against another campaign. Now, you can do certain things, but there has to be accountability for that money. It's another thing of where's the money coming from, and I guarantee you the dark money is coming from the Republican Party, at least some of it. I guarantee you. Opportunity Wisconsin doesn't actually exist on paper. The name is a business alias for the North Fund, which is more than 600 miles away in Washington, D.C. from Wisconsin. The North Fund filed to conduct business under the name Opportunity Wisconsin in January of 2020. According to D.C. corporate records, Opportunity Wisconsin did not respond to a request for comment. Well, I wonder why. When you're fake and you're not real, and you are a front, why would you? Democrats have nothing to run on, so they're attacking people, and they're working with rhinos in order to get rid of MAGA-first candidates, which is why you see people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Madison Cawthorn, and everybody else fighting for their political lives right now, not against another opponent, but in court saying that they're not eligible to run because they know they're going to get walloped. They know. And I, for one, am glad to be on this side of the tracks. Are you? 
Folks, if you could do me a favor, please share the Rumble link. We really want to get more people, um, drive more people to Rumble. We'd like to also get our subscribers up on Rumble as well. So if you guys could do that for me, I would really appreciate it. Now let's move on from that and let's talk about the 24-hour aftermath of Elon Musk buying Twitter and again, touch on why this is so important, okay? Because the 24-hour aftermath has been like a beautiful movie to watch. It has been a beautiful movie of left-wing people melting down every hour of every single, uh, every minute of every hour for the last 24 hours straight. The left is literally melting down so hard that they are rage-quitting Twitter. You know when kids play video games? I'm sure you have kids or grandkids who play video games and they get all mad nowadays and they throw the controller and they scream? That's called rage-quitting. These people are rage-quitting Twitter at an astronomical rate, ladies and gentlemen, all because Elon Musk is the new owner of Twitter. Now, I will say, don't you remember just a few months ago? when Not even, just like two months ago, when the left was praising Elon Musk for putting satellites over Ukraine so they could have... um. So they could have internet? Do you remember that? It wasn't long ago. Oh, Elon Musk, what a savior. What a savior. How quickly the tables have turned, though. You want to know what's crazy about the people that are rage-quitting Twitter? <laughs> Amy said, I did that with Mario Kart. Me too. Do you want to know what's crazy about the people rage-quitting Twitter? Um, let me ask you a question there, morons. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? See... let's talk about this for a minute. We conservatives who have been censored and bullied for the last five years, we've built another infrastructure. So we have many sanctuaries. We have Getter. We have Rumble. We have Gab. We have CloudHub. We have True Social. Shall I keep going? Because there's plenty more. Telegram. Where are you going to go, morons? You're going to come over there? You're gonna, uh, you know what? Come over to Getter. We welcome you to Getter. Where are you going to go? Your only sanctuary is Facebook. Yay. That nobody cares about anymore. Your only sanctuary is Facebook. That's it. Think about it. Think about how we've got them cornered into a, in, in, these rats are cornered into the darkest corner and there's no way to fight out. Their only sanctuary is Facebook. It's the only other place that's going to, that's going to uh, shield them from truth. Isn't that great? I, never, I didn't think of that yesterday until I saw all these people rage quitting and I said, well, where are they going to go? Oh, that's right. <laughs> They're only going to go to Facebook. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to check this out. Imagine being a liberal today. Imagine being a liberal waking up today and being so mad about Elon Musk acquiring Twitter. But you're not mad because Elon Musk acquiring Twitter is going to censor you. You're not mad because Musk buying Twitter is going to silence you. You're not mad because Elon Musk purchasing Twitter is going to shadow ban you. You're mad because Elon Musk buying Twitter means that all of those things that were happening to us are not going to happen any longer. You're rage quitting because somebody is not silencing freedom of speech because somebody is not censoring what people say in their um in their uh, opinions because they are not shadow banning people that's what you're mad of imagine waking up and being that mad not because you fear being censored but because they won't censor the people that you don't like how stupid and ex- and transparently exposing is that i i it blows my mind Now, a lot of you said, well, I don't trust Elon Musk. Well, guess what? First day back, he gave Tucker Carlson back his page. Tucker Carlson tweeted out, I'm back. Now, do you know what kind of reach Tucker has on Twitter? It's pretty big. Very first day back, Twitter, uh, Tucker Carlson got his, his Twitter page back. Now, do you know why it was so big? Here's another thing. Do you realize that a a new study was done, a new report, a new poll? And it, was, and it asked Democrats, if you had known, get this, if you had known about the Hunter Biden story prior to voting for Biden, would you have voted for him? Do you know that 17%, 17% of the national vote would have been swayed? 17% or 
One out of every six Democrats who were asked said that it would have swayed their, uh, swayed their vote. Meaning, had they known about the Hunter Biden story, they would not have voted for Biden. Now, we know Biden cheated, but imagine if, how, how much more he would have had to cheat if the story about Hunter Biden's laptop was allowed to get out. And it wasn't. Twitter silenced that on literally the first week that the, that the, wash, or the, uh, the, uh, the New York Post put it out. The first week, they started silencing everybody. Think about that. That's why it's important. It's important because in war, the, mo- the, primary, the, the first thing that you want to do is you want to take out the, other, the, other, the opposing side's ability to hurt you, meaning you want to hit their weapons facilities. You want to take out what they can hurt you with. Twitter was the left's weapon. It was a huge weapon of the left. It was a bigger weapon than Facebook for political swaying. And we just took that from them. We just took out their weapon, their main weapons facility. We just took it out. A 17% vote swing nationally had Twitter not been around or had Twitter been owned by Elon Musk on November 3rd of 2020. That's how big of a deal it is, folks. That's why I've been on this story so much. Again, I could care less about Twitter. But what it means to this country is beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Somebody said there's a troll here. That's great. We love it when they get here. Welcome. Welcome. Did you rage quit your Twitter account too? I bet you did, you little troll. Now, let's talk about bots and padded numbers. Bots and padded numbers. You are led to believe, ladies and gentlemen, that millions and millions and millions and millions of people follow these high-profile politicians, actors, and athletes. That's what you're led to believe. You're led to believe that they are so interesting because they have millions of Twitter followers. I have millions of Twitter followers. I must be interesting. Come to find out, ladies and gentlemen, when Elon Musk said we are going to get rid of bots or die trying and we're going to make sure that only human beings are the ones behind these accounts, he was not kidding. Because soon after Elon Musk announced that he purchased Twitter, far left Twitter accounts saw their accounts begin to diminish rapidly and they freaked out about it. What does that mean? That means that the people that were following them were not real. They were bots. They were padded numbers. They're losing thousands of Twitter followers per hour. So not only did they have a weapon, they didn't care if they broke even. They didn't care if they turned a profit with Twitter. They didn't care at all. All they care, they were always going to be propped up by high-profile Democrats and the left and the globalists anyway, so they didn't care about making a profit. All they cared about was that they had a tool and a weapon to use, and in that tool and in that weapon that they used, they made you believe that these people were put up on a pedestal and everybody wants to be like these people. The majority of the country feels like LeBron James feels. The majority of the country feels like Nancy Pelosi feels. The majority of the country feels like... What's that loser that couldn't make it in football? Colin Kaepernick feels when it's just not the truth, and I'm going to show you why. David Hogg, you remember that loser? Remember that kid who was going to start a pillow company but didn't? He says, anyone else know why? Anyone else losing Twitter followers? I'm seeing people across Twitter report that they've lost thousands today. I'm down 5,000 as I sit right now. (laughs) Woo! Nira Tandon says, I just lost 2,000 followers. Anyone else losing followers? Mark Hamill, Mr. Jedi himself. That's right, Mark Hamill. Luke Skywalker, one of the biggest loudmouth liberals there is, just said, weird. I just lost more than 8,000 Twitter followers in the last couple of hours. Was it something I said? Oh, Brooklyn Dad Defiant says, another blue chart, a blue check uh, Twitter liberal, says, no, I don't think so. A bunch of us have lost followers. I lost 4,000 today. I think Twitter is doing a purge or something. Yeah, they are. They're doing a purge of people who aren't real. You were never loved. You were never liked. You were never worshipped. Your pedestal does not exist. You were standing on tippy toes pretending you were somebody that you are clearly not Oh, it's so great, isn't it? Doesn't it just make you just smile? Again, I know we're not supposed to rejoice, but how are you not supposed to rejoice in that? Huh? How are you not supposed to rejoice in that? So for all those Twitter, uh, blue check Twitter liberals out there who freaking out and rage quitting, let's just go ahead and give them. Come on, man. (laughs) We did it. We did it, Joe. Dumb, dumb award of the day. 
for all you blue check Twitter liberals who think that you're more important than you actually are. It's got to hurt, you know? It's got to hurt bad. I get it. I get it. Padded numbers. Oh, remember Sean White? Remember the Black Lives Matter guy who doesn't look black? And constantly telling conservatives how their white privilege is, is, is consuming the world like a cancer? Oh, he rage quit. I know you remember this guy. Hold on. Let's bring up a picture of him. Do we got a picture here of, uh, of, uh, of Sean White? Well, we can, we can show you from this. Here, here he is. There he is. Five biggest consequences of fear. Missed opportunities. Life with regrets. Hills become mountains. Fears become phobias. Stunts your growth. Really, he says, the best five best consequences of fear is white people, even though I think he's white. Anyway, he rage quit. Oh, he got all mad. He got all mad and rage quit, which got a whole bunch of other people to rage quit. Again, ladies and gentlemen, imagine quitting Twitter. Because not because you fear that they're going to silence you because they're not silencing the people that you don't like. That's saying something. That's saying something. Now, I titled today, The Cockroaches Are Scattering. The lights have been turned on and that we're on the offensive. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. We, another good story of exposing the bad and following the money to get to the cancer. The leaders of Zuckerbuck's Zuckerberg's, I should say, nonpartisan election fund. Remember, he dumped $400 million into this election fund to really just get rid of Trump and, and help nobody but Democrats. The Zuckerbucks. Well, the person, the leader that was running that operation has now been ID'd. This is what I love about truth. Do you know who he is? I'll give you one guess. He's tied to Barack Obama. He's tied to Hillary Clinton. He's tied to Bill Clinton. Yes, and he's tied to Biden himself. The guy that was in charge of where these Zuckerbucks went, or at least the man that everybody answered to, was Obama's former campaign manager and also the former chief strategist for Hillary Clinton. Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg and his wife Priscilla Chan, I won't say anything about that, spent more than, uh, they say $300 million, but they're wrong. It's $400 million in the 2020 election. The couple said the money was intended to support a nonpartisan effort to expand voting access. If that is not a joke, I don't know what is. But a simple look at their staff calls this claim into question. Really? Now, the movie uh, Rigged, the documentary Rigged, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Rigged shows just how Zuckerberg and Chan used their money specifically to help Democrats in the 2020 election. It is out now, and you can get that. It's called Rigged. Check it out. In the bombshell documentary, Citizens United President David Bossie revealed a shocking member of the leadership team for the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative. His name is David Plouffe. You guys know him. You guys have seen him before, dandying around, David Plouffe. And he is best known for serving as campaign manager for Democrat Barack Hussein Obama during the 2008 presidential election cycle. It, uh, if that wasn't enough, Plouffe also wrote a book titled, quote, A Citizen's Guide on, uh, to Beating Donald Trump. That was the guy that was in charge of the Zuckerbucks, folks. So now you know 100% that it wasn't just Zuckerberg and himself wanting a Democratic country and getting rid of President Trump. That it was Democrat operatives in D.C. working Zuckerberg like a puppet and getting him to pump in $400 million into their campaigns, they'd probably prop him up somewhere else. Some lobbyist would, would lobby for Facebook to get this, that, or the other. Wash your back, I wash, you know, I wash your back, you wash mine. That's all it was. I scratch your back, you scratch mine. That's all it was. This was a way for Democrats to funnel $400 million into their campaigns without actually getting $400 million donated to their campaigns because you can't. Because you can't. It's illegal. That's all this was. It was a massive, massive covert operation, just like the FBI conducts, in order to screw the people of the United States over and in order to sway a free and fair election. At least we know his name. And at least we know who was involved, and that is Barack Hussein Obama. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen, we got some more good, good news last night. You might have seen, you might not have seen. It depends on if you actually watch news or if you don't, or if you have to wait until the next day to hear it here on Live from America. But a Trump-appointed federal judge has issued a temporary restraining order barring 
Joey Applesauce from Lifting Title 42, a Trump-appointed federal judge yesterday, last night, granted this order. Title 42 was used by President Trump in 2020 to expel migrants seeking asylum during the COVID pandemic. And by the way, why I think that this temporary order will remain permanent is because the swamp has already extended the emergency powers of COVID for another year. So if you're extending emergency powers of COVID for another year, how in the H-E double hockey sticks can you stop the southern border from sending people back? And the, and the Border Patrol from sending people back who are coming across the border with not only COVID, but tuberculosis, meningitis, and diseases that we haven't seen in this country for decades. Now, Biden ordered Title 42 to be left, lifted at the end of May, May 23rd, but a federal judge just barred him from ending that. Earlier this month, Arizona, Louisiana, and Missouri filed a lawsuit against Biden's decision to end Title 42, which now 20 states have signed on for. We talked about that the other day. This judge, U.S. District Judge for the Western District of Louisiana, Robert Summerhays, S-U-M-M-E-R-H-A-Y-S. Robert Summerhays, a Trump appointee, granted a temporary restraining order on Monday. Now you guys know why it was so important for President Trump to put so many federal judges in seats. Trump said it during his presidency. This may be far more important than the Supreme Court justices that I got, which, by the way, he got three of them. Uh Uh-oh, white power, right? But anyway, long story short, ladies and gentlemen, it's another big win, another big win by a Trump-appointed judge, and Trump and God continue to work behind the scene to make sure that they save America. Can I get an amen? But that's not the only good news that we're going to get towards the end of the show with today. We've got more good news coming out of Florida again. But first of all, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's go ahead and give the Smarty Award of the Day today to that federal judge. Smarty Award of the Day, federal appointed judge who said no, no to Mr. Biden about the sick people coming across the southern border. Woo! Gotta love all the winning, folks, but we gotta stay focused, right? We can't celebrate too much, but we can be happy, but we can't celebrate and rejoice. We just gotta move on to the next one. That's how we do things here. If we, get, if we spend too long celebrating, guess what? Five things are gonna happen that we're gonna have to fight. And then we're going to have to be reactive instead of proactive. And I don't want to go back to those days. Do you? Not me. Boy, it's a good thing that I uh, ride Dan Bongino's coattails, huh? Or else I would never have a show. Anyway, moving on. Florida governor and future president of the United States, Ron DeSantis, signed an election integrity bill dedicated to voter fraud fraud prevention. Now, the other day when I was talking about Carrie Lake and I said she was going to be the next Ron DeSantis or the first Carrie Lake, somebody made the comment. I don't remember who it was that said she's better than DeSantis. DeSantis won't even do anything about the election fraud. And I said, well, there are two different governors in two different states. Arizona was stolen. Florida wasn't. Not successfully, anyway. They would have if they could have. I said, so they have two very different agendas. However, this right here should go to tell you that Ron DeSantis is very, very, very concerned with election fraud. He's very concerned with the fact that Florida could be stolen someday. So Ron DeSantis has made a big move, folks. One of the biggest moves, and I love this. Uh, the law. He signed a new law. And in this new law, it is a felony to harvest ballots. It is a felony to harvest ballots. Let me say that one more time for the people that look like they ate 50 cent. It is a felony to harvest ballots. I guess Stacey Abrams won't be visiting Florida anytime soon. Anyway, let's go to this video of the great Ron DeSantis breaking this down for you exactly what bill he signed in the wonderful and beautiful sunshine state of Florida. You guys have got it going on down there. Check this out. But there's a lot that needs to be addressed. And so we weren't going to just sit there and say, oh, yeah, we've got everything figured out because there was more to do in the state of Florida to make sure that we have transparent, fair, and elections with integrity. So last year, we signed uh, really landmark legislation 
that these folks were involved in passing, and we'll talk about this when I'm assigned today. But you know, last year we signed probably the strongest uh, election integrity measures in the country. We did things like uh, require voter ID when you request absentee ballots. We made sure that you can't just send unsolicited ballots out. To, you know, California will send ballots to people that haven't lived there for like five years. You just get a ballot showing up in like Omaha, Nebraska for California. And so we're not doing that. You know, we've had absentee ballots. You can request them, uh, but you're not doing unsolicited ballots. And that's something very important. Last year, we also banned ballot harvesting in the state of Florida. And that's really, really important. And then finally, and maybe most importantly, we banned Zuckerbucks in the state of Florida. And if you think about what, ha I mean, I, I think it's terrible to have these Zuckerbucks. I mean, they, what they do is, you know, Zuckerberg did over $400 million in 2020, uh, 2020 election. They do it in these, quote, nonprofit groups, but what the groups would do they wouldn't like run commercials or do that. They'd go to these local election offices. They'd give them millions and millions of dollars, but then they'd bring their people in. They would do ballot harvesting. They would do mass mail ballots. And so it was effectively these private groups commandeering the actual machinery of the elections. We had never really seen anything like that. Uh, that is totally unacceptable. And that is not the way you have elections with integrity. And so we knew that we had to act very strongly against Zuckerbucks. You know, it's interesting, this is now getting more scrutiny uh, in more recent months. It was not necessarily being talked about hugely when we did it in Florida, but we knew it was important, so we got ahead of it. Uh, now people are talking a little bit more about it, and so Zuckerberg himself has actually come, come up and said, you know, in 2022, I'm not doing Zuckerbucks <laughs> this year. You know, I'm not doing it. But, you know, here's the thing. The fact that we ban Zuckerbucks, we don't have to worry about what he wants to do. That's he right. can't do it in Florida That's no matter right. what. Amen. 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 That's why you guys, you guys, this he is the future president of the United States. I'm calling it out right now. He he's he's got an energy that that unlike I've uh, I've seen in a long time. Of course, he's 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 fought for this country, obviously. And he has put his money where his mouth is. He has stood up for Florida in ways he promised to do. I know another guy who came through on all of his promises, and that's Mr. Trump. I wish they'd be a team together. I really do. I don't see that happening. I see, I see uh, Ron DeSantis fulfilling his, uh, fulfilling his duty to governor out there and then, and then running for president after that. And you know what? Great. I'll take, I'll, I'll take President Trump for four more and then take Ron DeSantis for eight. Let's do it. Let's do it. The guy's obviously shown that he's got what it takes. He's taken on Biden head-to-head and beat him every single time. Big shout-out to Ron DeSantis. Now I want to play you one more video before we go, and this is important, okay? The other day I had candidate for the 9th District for the U.S. Congress out of Ohio, J.R. Majewski, on the show. If you remember, I asked him a very specific question when we were vetting him. I wasn't entirely happy with his answer, but it didn't have anything to do with his character or his personality. His answer had everything to do with, I just don't think he was aware of what we're aware of here on Live from America. And that one question, the only question that I'd kind of like raised my eyebrow a little bit at was when I asked him, if you remember, do you think that we should get rid of Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House when we take over the House and the Senate? Do you think we should boot him and not give him that slot? And if you remember, J.R. Majewski said, I'm open to the idea. He said, if anybody needs kneecap, and I'll go in and kneecap somebody, but I'm open to the idea. I wasn't really entirely happy with that answer, but it's okay. It's not like I was upset with the guy. I just expected and wanted him to say something different based on what we know about Kevin McCoward. Ladies and gentlemen, the tides have already shifted on that. J.R. Majewski put out a video last night. I'd like you to see that. Right now, switch over to that if we can. Here we go. Hello, everyone. J.R. Majewski here coming to you live from Delaware, Ohio, where my team and I have been setting up all day in anticipation for President Trump's arrival. You know, I just want to take a minute to reflect on the news that I've heard today regarding a leading member of our Republican Party and their actions of disloyalty towards one of the greatest presidents this nation has ever seen. When I heard McCarthy's comments to Liz Cheney, I'm going to tell you right now, I was utterly appalled. And maybe it's because I understand the importance of distinguishing one's self-interest from greed. Greed that can blind one from leading their party to rally around a common goal of saving this country. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I am now convinced that Kevin McCarthy did in fact conspire with Liz Cheney. And for all intents and purposes, I believe it's reasonable to assume that he still does to this day. And I'm here to say that he and his minions can no longer be trusted. Unlike my opponents in the race for Ohio's ninth, I despise traitors and I refuse to align with those who are proven to be disloyal. And when I'm elected, I'll do everything in my power to stop people like this, those in the establishment, the insiders, from gaining the speaker's position. I'll advocate and support constitutional warriors, folks like Congressman Tom Massey and Paul Gosar. You know, today is a sad day for our Republican Party, and as we end the night here in Ohio, I'm here to promise you that in this November, hope is on the way. Thank you, and God bless. There you go. He despises traitors. And hope is on the way this November. And yes, he does look like my brother, for sure. Even even uh, our producer, Elisha, said that. He said, man, this guy could be your brother. Are you sure you're not related? Long story short, folks, again, he doesn't, he didn't, he's working a campaign. He doesn't do this, what I do for a living. What I do for a living is make sure that I find people's character. I don't just find out things they do or things they say. I find out who their character is. Their character, who they are at heart. And Kevin McCarthy is a coward and a rhino. He is not for the people. He's in for his own self-interest and sleeping in a bunk bed with Frank Lentz. Nobody cares. Frank Luntz, I should say. Sorry. But it's great to finally see other people waking up to the fact that we need to get rid of these people in our party. They are cancer. Shout out to J.R. Majewski for finally coming out. It was only a couple days after the show, but, he, but to me, that's a lifetime. And I wish every, but here's the problem, folks. Most Republicans do not know about this issue. They don't. They're shielded from this by the people that run their campaigns and the GOP establishment in each state. It needs to end and it needs to end now. Do you agree? Folks, before we sign off for the day, I want to go to the American Strong Business page because we have almost 350 businesses on there and I want to highlight a business. Check this out. Let's go there now. You hold the keys. Vansforvets.org. Check this out. It's out of North Carolina. Vansforvets.org. Let's go to their website real quick. The latest at Vans for Vets. Check this out. This, these people are, are all about helping uh, uh, veterans and... Um, I want to go to, let's see here, what they do, what their, what their main focus is here, and, and all you have to do is read a little bit of what, read a little bit about them here, but uh, calling all veterans, family members, friends, and entrepreneurs, now that you have completed your TDY and military career, it's time to pursue that dream of yours to own your own business, maybe a Harley franchise or a pizza franchise or a restaurant or a car dealership, whatever your dream is, it takes money to make those dreams happen. And now's your chance to make a jump to hyperspace, be your own boss, work your own hours, hire people to work for you, whatever your dream uh, whatever your dream, money to make it happen is no longer the issue. Maybe you want to start your own candle selling or perfume marketing or clothing line. Or maybe you want to own a business, rent bicycles and mopeds, clothing line. Long story short, folks, these people help you. They help you. And that's why it is so very important that you guys check out the American Strong Business page. Because there's a lot of things on there that could help us as a, as a party as a people, and as a Christian group of brothers and sisters excel at. So make sure you check out these American Strong Business pages as well, ladies and gentlemen, as I want to talk about this sponsorship thing uh, real quick. So there's two sponsors that want to sponsor the show. Now, these guys are not like the partnerships with MyPillow, Patriot Foods, and Brave American. These people are actually sponsoring the show, and it's not based on whether you used a promo code with them. Now, I picked these two people. There's many people that wanted to sponsor the show, but I picked these two people to help income because we're down on donorship, and I picked these two people because they're very, very... I vetted them. They're conservative-minded uh, people, and they're just going to give the show X amount of dollars per month that I promote them. So we are going to get into that just to let you know and, uh, and, and continue to use the promo codes, especially with this whole food shortage thing. Patriot Foods, we're having Adam Lalone on. He's the, uh, the, the guy who runs Patriot Foods. We're having him back on this week to see where he's at with his brick-and-mortar stuff, and uh, we're just going to continue to grow this 
alternative economy and this alternative social media and news space that the left did not want us to be a part of. So we built our own. Now we have sanctuaries and boats rising everywhere and they're dying everywhere and they have nowhere to go but Facebook. Imagine that. Imagine being a liberal today. Anyway, folks, that's going to do it for Live from America today. God bless each and every one of you. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there is only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I hope you enjoyed the show today. If you did, don't be shy. Share it again. Get it out there, folks. Today's show was one of the best as far as, um, as, far as facts and as far as winning. And we need a lot of that. Anyway, God bless each and every one of you, and I'll see you tonight at 5 p.m. for more Live from America. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Rebirth of America. Been a long time coming, and we all learned something that we won't ever give it up. Long as I'm bleeding, I'm going never stop screaming that we first in America. First place. Black, white, brown, all cities, all towns, the rebirth of America. Long as I'm living in free.